Welcome to the Sweet Streams Podcast. You know, this country isn't always what you want it to be, <laughs> but it's always what you need it to be. I'd say. This, this was a story about our America. Was it? Welcome to the Sweet Streams Podcast. <laughs> uh, this is Joe. My name's Joe. <laughs> I'm Ian. This week we watched Real Steel. The 2011 film about Hugh Jackman and a robot boxer robot box. so basically it's the it's the not so distant future and boxers but also it's like the past in a way yeah it's like rock'em sock'em robots but bigger mm-hmm. that's what's my original thought when i saw this was actually like i wonder if the original pitch was like we need a rock'em sock'em robots movie and then it devolved into this why couldn't they just called them they couldn't just call this rock'em sock'em robots that i feel like the ips right there would have done much better we're to, so basically, the premise is we're to believe that like within the next ten years, robot boxing just becomes like the number one sport in America and the world. People are so sick of human violence, human on human violence. They want robot fighting each other. Human boxing hasn't been a popular sport in probably twenty years, really. Why do the robots still look like humans though? If you're just re- just doing fighting robots, it, they can look like anything. Because it's funner if it looks like a human. You don't want it to be just like a box of knives. That's true. That's true. I, they do have battles like that, like robot fights. They don't They don't sell out rodeo houses. They don't sell out country fairs like these. They can't take on a bull. This is very much... The robot fighting has uh, infiltrated Americana. This is... Uh, a lot of this movie <laughs> takes place in like fairgrounds. In Texas. Texas. Just the, the America. This the is... Under, a, the underbelly of this, the... This is a movie about America. The Rust Belt. <laughs> the, the people you don't often think about, you know, you ask for their vote around election time. But what do you what do you do what are you doing for them the rest of the four years? All right, should we should we summarize the plot real fast, um, or should we take a very long long time? Let's really let's really let's really marinate <laughs> this plot. I just for, I had I had never seen this. I remember when it came out, but I just watching it last night. I was just shocked how this wasn't like a bigger deal when it came out. <laughs> how this wasn't like the number one news story of the decade that I, Hugh I think, Jackman's in this robot boxing movie. I think it did pretty well in the box office. Actually, do you have? Do you, I have the stats. If we're if we're if we want to get right into the stats, it had a worldwide total of three hundred million dollars, which in two thousand eleven was pretty pretty big. It, it was the number one that week. That's like that's like almost like t- t- uh, four four million. I don't know inflation. Like, I don't know inflation, but it was like thirty million in its opening weekend. That's pretty good. What what month did it come out? It's claiming the number one spot. I don't know what month it came out. Let's let's see it. Um, Real Steel release release month, All right? For some reason, I'm I'm guessing this was like a summer movie. I'm thinking like March. You were very close. It was February, it seems. Yeah. You don't want to put this up against like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, which yeah. was the number one movie that year. But this movie is just so aggressively wholesome. And it was really, really, really a delight. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I might have, I'm, I'm getting some conflicting answers on what when this movie came out. Hey Siri. Hey Siri, when the hell did this movie come out? Hey Siri. When did Real Steel come out? Come on, Siri. Hey Siri. It's going to be October 2nd, 2011, I think. When did Real Steel come out? 
Ooh. Yes, this movie came out October 7th, 7th. 2011. I this rem- says October 2nd. Interesting. I remember exactly where I was at the time. <laughs> I was uh, a 13-year-old. All right, let me check my calendar. What was I doing October 2nd, 2011? But basically, this is about a guy named Charlie Kenton, played by um, beloved movie star Hugh Jackman. Right. And he's a down-and-out uh, robot boxing. I don't know what you even call him. He's not. He, what would you call him? He's not a boxer. He is a He's former a retired, boxer. A former boxer, and now what do you call the people that control the robot boxers? Oh, I don't know if they have a name. They're just like robot boxing controllers, right? Or like control controlmen. He's a controlman, yeah. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> he boxes fighting robots. Is it seems to be the his 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 profession? It really actually seems like he's he's unemployed. He lives in a truck. He just drives around in this gigantic sixteen wheeler, <laughs> so he can luck around this From robot. From fairground to fairground, he owns so many. He owes so many people money. He's just a delinquent, really. He's lost too many games. The guy is addicted to fighting robots, boxing what's, robots. What's the name of the first robot he has? Um, the name of his first robot? Yeah, I completely forget. He gets the Japanese one. The first one gets gets its arms torn off. Pretty pretty quick. So he has this. Ro- we need to, wait, wait. Pause. We need to find out that first robot's name. Do we really? We do. <laughs> the fir- I'll go to the plot here. We'll read some of the plot. Is it, um, is it Rampage? A former boxer owns Ambush. Ambush, yes. Oh. So Hugh Jackman's just a down and is out uh, controlman, <laughs> robot controlman. But he he he's just running from the law, running from you know uh, mobsters. He just owes everyone money. But he has this old robot named uh, Ambush, mm-hmm. who's seen better days. I mean, back in the day, I think this was probably a great robot. This was a this was a, a, a gen a gen one fighter robot. <laughs> and all the little kids were like uh, wanted to see get a picture with the robot, wanted to see it. Yeah, in this world, robot boxing is so ubiquitous and has saturated the culture so much that right. these little girls just know this random robot by name right. and want a picture with it, and it's, which is weird. But he start. He he wants. He's charging them five bucks to get a pick. Yeah, and they they don't they, they, they don't pay. They're it's not even worth it because ambush has seen better days. <laughs> and then we see him fight. We see we see how it works. So Hugh Jackman controls the robot as it fights it. Was this like a genetically modified bull or something? Because this this bull was the biggest bull I've ever seen in my life. It was a very big bull. It was like a creature from the Neverending Story or something. So I, we're we're in this movie to see robots fighting each other. Right off the bat, we see a robot throwing around like a like a. To, like a ton animal, the biggest cow I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and this robot is punching it like thousand full, pound bull. This robot with metal fists is punching it full force in the face, like concussing the shit out of this cow, <laughs> like grabbing it by the horns and smashing, snapping his <laughs> neck around like it's a. So it's a very strong robot, but then eventually the cow gets the better of it. It loses to the bull. In fact, the, yeah, the, this giant genetically modified bull gores ambush and destroys him. And now Hugh Jackman has no robot. And now he owes Ricky. Who is who is a a promoter and carnival owner? And you can just tell right by looking at this guy, Ricky's evil. He's he's the antagonist. He's an evil motherfucker. What's that guy's name? I feel like that he's guy's name was Ricky. No, oh, that, the actor. Yeah. Let's see. Ricky was played by Kevin Durand. Kevin Durand, famous Kevin Durand. Uh, yeah. Are you a big Kevin Durand fan? That guy's on the he's, Celtics. <laughs> no, Kevin Durant. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's see what else he was in. He was in. Um, Wolverine. With Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He was also on Wild Hogs. 
Okay. Well, I kind of actually remember him in Wild Hogs. I don't remember Wild Hogs. I remember, I, I mean, I know what it is, but I, and I remember seeing it, but I don't remember much of the plot. That might be a funny movie to watch for this. I think John Travolta is in it. That might come up on our list later today, actually. <laughs> Wild Hogs. <laughs> Wild Hogs. Um, so then Ambush is destroyed. And he, so Hugh Jackman is a is a robot controlman without a robot, and that's not where you want to be in life. That's right. not a lot you want. That's not a lot you want to have. Never. So what's he gonna do? So he makes some calls. He calls his friend Evangeline Lilly. Right. Was her 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 name's what? Like Sally or something? No, her name was uh shit. No, see, there's too many names to follow here. Bailey. Are, it Bailey. was Bailey. She plays Bailey, but Evangeline Lilly from Lost and from she's the Wasp in the Marvel movies and all this stuff. Oh. But then. So th- th- she makes some calls. She 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 does him some favors, and he hears Noisy Boy is available for the right price. Noisy Boy, the famous Noisy Boy. He's been he's been out in Japan. The Japanese fame. Well, I think he was famous in the league and back in the day, but then he has been in Japan for a while. Right. Where the robots are a little softer, so we're not sure how he's going to do when he comes back. Right. So then, Noisy Boy is like a samurai robot. Yeah. Hugh Jackman gets his hands on, and he has voice control. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Which, I don't know if the voice control is really better. Like, doesn't that seem like there's a less of a reaction time? I don't understand how, how this robot fighting works at all. I don't really understand it at all. I wouldn't, wouldn't you just make, like, the best robot? Wouldn't that just win? Well, that's what they, that's what, um, what's his name does? Um, Zeus. Talk, talk, <laughs> that's what Zeus is. Talk Machito's Talk Zeus. Machito's Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. Let's not jump the gun. Let's not, let's not, because they haven't introduced Talk Machito or Zeus yet. I fell in love with Noisy Boy right away, this robot. I right. mean, he had just such heart, um, and he has beautiful floral designs in his, on his armor. He looked, he looked like a shiny, nice new fighting robot, certainly. But also Hugh Jackman has a son. <laughs> oh, right. So we also learn... That uh, Hugh Jackman's ex-girlfriend from like ten years ago, not a not a part of his life, right? Anymore. But he apparently has a son with has died, and we don't know why, or they never really explain. The son that. is alive. The son is alive. Thank God. The wife is dead, and so now he's is now the cook. You know, has sole custody over his son because the wife is the mother is dead. He shows up to this custody hearing. And is just like the the worst person I've ever seen. He's just sunglasses, not dressed for court. No, not even tucked it. Didn't even tuck a shirt in for the for the hearing. And he's just like saying, like, okay, what do I have to sign to get this kid out of my custody? <laughs> right. Like very very horrible bedside manner. Um, and then he strikes he, up a deal with. So the he sis- has no interest in being a father. To he doesn't guy. want to be the father at all. However, well, you should have thought of that before you fucked his mother, Hugh. However, he can see that the, the sister of the mother really wants custody. And Hugh Jackman can smell a payday anywhere. Because she's married to some rich guy. And so he, he what, the, Hugh Jackman's really strapped for cash. And the he can aunt smell and a uncle, payday. He's just lost ambush. Right. To the cat, to the cow. So he, he, this kid has an aunt and uncle who want custody. Right. So Hugh Jackman says... I'll give him to you. I'll sign him over to you for seventy-five grand. But then the 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 uncle, the the sister, the mother's sister's husband, right, <laughs> says, "Well, listen, we have this trip planned. Me and my wife with my oldest friend. They're going and to his Tuscany. Wife. We're going to go to Tuscany. It's going to be beautiful. Right. We, we've been planning it for years, and we're, it's it's just going to be a great time. But it's just going to be the four of us. You know, we can't take this kid. So I'll give you I'll give you a hundred thousand if you keep the kid for just this summer." And then we'll come back and get him once it, once our trip with my oldest friend and his wife is over. 
which was bizarre. A weird negotiation. This kid's mother has just died, and nobody wants to take him. Nobody wants it. The, the person who's supposed to get, who, you know... Purportedly loves him. Right, that we we think would be the best case scenario for which this kid. Which is the aunt. Which is aunt. the aunt. Um, it's going to go on a f- several-month trip around Tuscany she, and abandon this kid right just as his mother's dead. She wants to be this kid, a mother to this kid, the re- you know, a mother figure to this kid the rest of her life, but she's only going to get to go to Tuscany once. So I understand that. You only get a, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Tuscany. I guess they seem like they were pretty wealthy and they did a lot of trips. <laughs> Seems like they, pre- <laughs> they actually frequent Tuscany quite right. often. They were just summering in, t- in Tuscany again. But Hugh Jackman says, all right. So then he gets 100000 I guess. And this boy lives with his degenerate father who owes a lot of people money and is addicted to fighting robots. Yeah, right? but the lucky, <laughs> lucky thing is this kid is fucking loves robot fighting. It's oh, like he's it, so into it's it. It's his one true passion. He knows it. Just like any kid, you know. I mean, nowadays kids are into like their, their TikToks and their um, Pokemons. But, but back in 2011, this is where we felt like the world was going in terms of what was going to be popular. The internet is hardly mentioned. Yeah, they they really they really didn't predict. They really didn't predict the didn't, internet. Didn't see the internet coming, but what they did predict was that there would be gigantic robots everywhere. Yeah, they did. They did once say like something went viral, but that's they don't really get into the. But I, I don't. I, I don't think they. I think they were talking about like a like a, vi- like a illness, <laughs> <laughs> like an STD or something. I don't think they knew what the viral meant back then. It's funny, but so. They get noisy boy, and they they figure out how to work him, and they 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 think they got they got something special on their hands because noisy boy noisy boy isn't any old robot. He he was in the league. He was in the robot fighting league for several years. All right. Also, this kid is like covered in dirt, for like a good forty. There's like a good forty five minute section in this movie where this kid gets dirty because he's like cleaning the robot in the in the mud. But then like nobody washes him. Several days pass. He just always he he's filthy. Uh, yeah. So oh yeah. So he's. Also, the, the uncle is definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> the rich uncle? Yeah. Um, I didn't pick up on that subplot, but I, that sounds about right. Uh, anyway, so Noisy Boy. So they're in Tuscany, and we never see them again. No, we see them at the very end. But then, so what are they going to do? So they have Noisy Boy, and they just need to get some money. Right. So they do they, a fight. They take him around to some underground fights. They lose. Like I think they w- might win one or they lose one. I think he loses his first. I think he loses the first thing with uh, Noisy Boy. He loses. At, and the kid, the kid is upset. He says, "But Noisy Boy was such a great robot." And then Hugh Jackman explained to him, "Noisy Boy was a great robot right. back in the day, back in the league." Right. But this is the underground. This is where once great robots come to die. Right. He says, "Hey, that was illegal." And he said, "This is the underground, man. There are no rules." The first fight, Noisy uh, Noisy Boy's only fight in this film is. The one my, one of my favorite scenes. He's fighting some other crazy robot, which is like, I forget his name, maybe like Chuck or something. <laughs> and yeah, the kid's like, that was illegal. Yeah. It's like, there are no rules in the underground, kid. And it's important. That's an important lesson. Right. So next thing they do. No- Noisy Boy is dead. Noisy Boy's, I mean, bro- decommissioned, broken. Sure. Yes. I mean, we never, he never battles again. Let's, I, I, let's pour one out for Noisy Boy because he was the, he was the star of the movie for me, Noisy Boy. Was he? I really want to see a Noisy Boy prequel about his time in Japan, about his time in the league. I would see that like a Tokyo Drift where they just like, it's a completely different plot, all different characters. Maybe Jesse Eisenberg is available. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, they go to a scrapyard to go find pieces to go fix Noisy Boy, right? 
not uh, or even to build a new one or whatever. They just, whatever we can get. Hugh Jackman is a robot controlman. He needs and a robot controlman is nothing without a robot. So they go to a robot scrapyard right. to get some pieces. And the kid falls off a cliff. Right. There's a cliff. He slips down. It's rain. It's pouring rain. He gets caught on the arm of it's this. It's very bizarre though. Hugh Jackman like sees like the kid standing next to a cliff, and he's just like very calm, like you're standing next. Or he to goes, a cliff. watch it. And you think he's referring to the, what he's saying because he's sort of, uh, you know, prying and poking at his This past. kid's kind of a, a dipshit. Uh, not a dipshit. I mean, he's been through a lot, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's very, like, a great, uh, mouthy, a mouthy kid. Yeah, he's got emotional problems. His mother just died. His, abandon- his father had abandoned him and is now just, like, he's meeting him for the first time. Oh, yeah, really. the kid knows that Hugh Jackman sold him as well. The kid is aware. Right. He's like, how much you sell me for? And he's at 50000 which was a lie. It was actually 100000 there's scenes where like the kid is just like punching Hugh Jackman repeatedly in the back. Yeah. Like, sobbing. I think he, I think he's has a lot of, he's going to have a lot of emotional issues, but he, 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 he directed that all into a very healthy obsession, which is fighting robots. Well, yeah. Brings us to discovery of Adam. So the kid, what's the kid's name? The kids. <laughs> I'm not going to remember any names. The kid's name was Max. Max falls off a cliff. Max Kenton literally falls off a cliff it is like it seems like he's falling for like 30 seconds it's just like a lot of falling We're sliding down this mud and rain but his shirt slide. he saves when his shirt is caught on the hand of a robot which is like seems to be buried at the bottom of a sewer pipe drain or something yeah and it's pouring rain and then he gets saved by this robot and then hugh jackman comes down and gets him and the kid says we have to we he have goes to, you're safe you're safe now we, we gotcha. have we have to take this robot he saved my life and he's like screw you this robot's in mud and it's digging out a robot is going to be too much and it's not worth it it's not worth it's the a piece time of garbage the, the time or the manpower right but then the kid takes out the, the kid does it anyway because he's a determined kid and he takes out the robot we learn his name's adam this is when he gets dirty yeah this is when he gets dirty and he remains dirty for probably the next 45 <laughs> minutes of film <laughs> right which is bizarre because Hugh Jackman's not dirty. Hugh Jackman was also in the in the mudstorm, but he bathed himself. But he didn't like tell the kid you can like, also, you can use my shower. <laughs> no, the kid was up all night cleaning off this robot. This robot we discover his name is Adam, and he's got a little bit more Adam spelled A T O M. It's it's kind of like Adam, like the name Adam. Like he's an Adam, right. but he's different than other robots because he's a very old robot. He's got a heart. You can tell. They in his say eyes. they say this robot was made in 2014, which right. is funny. Yeah, <laughs> but this robot has a mirroring func- a mirroring function where he can mi- uh, mimic human movements, which is rare. Apparently, that's yeah. You n- you barely ever see that nowadays. So then, quite a find in the junkyard. Yeah, it's really amazing luck. First out of all, the kid the, the kid didn't fall to his death. Yeah. Second of all, that it was caught by an actual functioning robot. Yeah. Um, the kid falls in love with this robot because the kid has no family, no friends. He only has this robot. Of course. Um, they they bring this robot around to some boxing. You know, Hugh Jackman a little hesitantly. Some underground boxing matches. The kid so confident bets a lot, and and miraculously wins several. They, we see a montage of this. Adam's got some fight in him. Right. He's got some fight in him, and Evangeline Lilly helps train him as does Hugh. And we learn a little bit about Charlie Hugh Jackman's past. He was a he was a celebrated human boxer back when human boxing was a sport. Right. He he took uh, this famous other boxer to the limit one time. Oh, he lasted 
lasted 12 rounds. He got knocked out, but he took, but he... He, he went the distance. He, he doesn't have the best record. I think his record is like 19 and 26, but all knockouts. So he got knocked out a bunch of times, but he knocked out a bunch of other people, and he never let it go to decision. <clears throat> right. He was a good fighter. He was a good fighter, Hugh. He teaches the robot how to box uh, by like... I don't understand any of that. I don't get how... So the robot like remembers how to box, but also the robot, like the uh, Max, there's like a moment when Max like looks in the robot's eyes and the robot has very beautiful eyes mm-hmm. but he says like i know you can understand me but your secret is safe with me and are we to believe that the robot could understand him i think we're i think we're led to believe there's some kind of you know heart in this robot that's greater than just the machine but i also think we're led to believe it has some kind of learning ai in which hugh jackman like does boxing and it's able to mimic his movements and learn about it so he's he's teaching he's updating his software by just like showing him boxing moves and he can use them later in the fight i guess and this robot so they go to all these crazy places like um there's like one where they're in like a jungle it's, it looks like yeah not a weird underground like, like an abandoned like monster trunk monster truck rally with like people on like raised platforms looking down in the robot fight not a interesting set uh design set work of of these this underground is the boxes. future if this is the future count me out i mean this this seems <laughs> like please count me out scary scary place i want no part of this future yeah um adam wins some fights wins some more fights understatement he wins all of them right well eventually he strikes his payday he gets a fight with twin cities a twin. league bot twin cities He's a, a league, league bot. bot this is his first league match and it's it's basically seen as like you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Twin Cities. Twin Cities is a robot has two heads. They get invited to the like a Bing arena. Yeah, Bing sponsors this robot <laughs> fight tournament. Um, we all remember Bing, which were of course still were, exists in the future. You, were you a Bing guy? Was I a Bing guy? I would say I'm. I was definitely not a Bing guy. Never used Bing. I I did. It like came preloaded on a lot of Windows, like um, like or like. Yeah, it was always like their uh, Internet Explorer. Or before something. you took the effort to switch your the default to Google, it's yeah. like here's Bing, here's Bing for you. Yeah, for like Yahoo. Remember Yahoo? I was I was probably more I was I was more of a Yahoo than a Bing guy. I'd say. What about MSN? AOL. Uh, Ask dot com. I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the people who made this movie thought that in the future, it, the future would be dominated by robot boxing and Bing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he battles Twin Cities. And well, before, so there's this other robot, the champion of the world robot. The champion robot is right, this robot named Zeus, created by Takamashido. Zeus is a self-operated op- learning robot who can adapt to the robot. Whoever, whatever robot Zeus is fighting, he can learn its movements, and it's impossible to beat Zeus, basically. And so Olga Fonda plays someone named Fara Lemkova. Yeah, whose family uses their money to just dominate our sport of robot boxing. Yeah, who her character seemed a little like. I guess she was also like the villain. She's like a Russian who owns Zeus. Right. Oh, and they're controlling the sport with their money. They're they basically have have robot boxing by the balls as always. But then the guy who made um, made it is Takmashido, the famous robot designer. He right. made Zeus. He made Zeus, which is, seems to just be a stronger robot made with stronger metals and like more powerful. Yeah, pistons it seems like the stuff. way to go is just build yours with the strongest metal, right. uh, the fastest, the biggest. Yeah, biggest. He's he's a lot bigger than all the other robots, which <laughs> seems like an advantage. There's better software. It seems like hardly an objective. 
a, a subjective sport. Nothing. This this sport seems like ridiculous. Like it seems like obvious <laughs> that like oh yes, that bigger robot is always going to beat that little robot. But whatever. I guess there's some strategy in the fighting technique, but, as but, Hugh Jackman teaches him how to how to, how to use technique. What's you different know? about Adam is he's a he has Hugh Jackman training him, a human boxer. So exactly. then there's something different about Adam, and I think we can all sense it. And I think it even also has uh, more heart. Farrah Lemkova can sense it because before the Twin Cities fight. They invite Charlie and Max into their suite, and they say, "We'll give you two hundred thousand to buy Adam off your hands." Right, which Hugh Jackman wants to. Hugh Jackman's like, oh, "Hell yeah, two hundred thousand." Seems like a that'll get me out of a lot of pickles. Seems like it's a no-brainer, but then the kid Max says, "No, screw you. You're missing the point. They're afraid. He's they don't not for sale. They don't want it because to be a sparring partner for Zeus. They want it because they're afraid that Adam can beat Zeus. Yeah, because Adam does things that other robots just don't do nowadays." <laughs> They can see he's different. So he beats Twin Cities, and then Max calls out Zeus publicly in front of the whole audience and says, we want to fight Zeus. Right. But then the aunt and uncle come back from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> just when you, just just at the worst time. The worst fucking time. Oh, no, but also, August. what's that guy's around. name that comes back and beats them up? Um, oh, Ricky comes back and, and, and you know... Hugh Jackman has a lot of debts and owes a lot of people money. This guy, Ricky, who's this carnival owner who he owes money to, who ran the bullfight in the beginning, comes back and, like, uh, beats the shit out of him. Beats and, the shit out of Max and Charlie with a metal pipe. Right. <laughs> he's like... And steals all their money. He's like, you remember when I said I was going to beat your ass if you didn't pay me back? With an did, inch of your life. Did you think I was kidding? I wasn't kidding. And then he proceeds to do that exactly. He does that in front of his young 10-year-old son. And steals all their money. Takes all the t- whatever they had. 100000 or whatever yeah, they I want. Yeah, I think it was 100000 So now they're screwed. But they still have Adam. Right. But with the aunt and uncle come back, and Hugh Jackman comes to realization. He says, going city to city in my, in my 18-wheeler with this robot getting attacked by cowboy gangsters, this is no place for this kid. This kid has to be in school. Right. Is this kid... Is this kid in class? What's what's it? What are his? What school does he go to? What are his grades like? All we see him do is dance and program robots. Right. But we. But I he, suppose all the education you need. He he does also do this thing where he dances in front of the crowds and stuff. That's fun. Yeah. He also gives what what do they call it? Some kind of showmanship, like to the, the great. He's the greatest showman. Right. <laughs> in a in a in a interesting twist. Actually, His, Max is the greatest, the greatest showman, showman. <laughs> and Charlie is just a boxer. <laughs> um, anyway, to the to the climax of the film, we have Hugh Jackman drives twelve thousand miles just for <laughs> just for kiss with Evangeline Lilly. That also happens. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was worth it. I mean, so obviously, the the Adam fights Zeus eventually, but. Charlie goes and gets his son back beforehand and he says you you have to stay with your aunt and uncle because that's the best place for you but I, I want to be I want to be in your life so just for one night you want to come to this fight Max says I want you to fight for me oh yeah <clears throat> the, well we'll get into that when we get into the moral okay right <laughs> um, so what happens in the fight with Zeus I mean it look it's looking pretty bad for Adam he gets beat up pretty hard every round but he goes the distance and he actually twelfth fifth round comes there's only five rounds yeah that's how robot boxing works right but then he's so beat up and he's like smoke like there's like smoke coming out of adam he's like really beat to shit because zeus is just a bigger stronger robot and it breaks the uh voice mechanism component but the mirror the the mirroring mechanism still works and if only we had 
a world class boxer <laughs> on our team that could that could shadow box shadow box Zeus right and it, we luckily we do and his name's Hugh Jackman yeah and the the robot mimics Hugh Jackman's movements it does and Hugh Jackman so Hugh Jackman takes the wheels uh, and it's about damn time we've we've been waiting <laughs> for it the whole movie we have we, we could tell it was coming and it's it, it, uh, let me tell you guys if you haven't seen the movie it's thrilling when it finally happens it's thrilling <laughs> and, really want it but when he starts fighting Zeus it's like he just like doesn't punch him for like two minutes he just lets zeus punch him until he wears down his energy reserves he could Hugh jackman could somehow sense that zeus's energy reserves were low <laughs> yeah which, so he just lets him punch the shit out of him for like two minutes and every everyone's like punch back punch back he's like not yet not yet not yet and evangeline lily who like throughout the movie is just like watching these fights on tv and stuff and like losing her shit screaming right she's she also can tell she's like not yet charlie not yet don't do it yet don't punch back yet in this last round of this boxing fight. They don't, don't punch him. They should have added that in an earlier scene. Something about how there's a you have to be considerate of energy reserves. Yeah, that made no sense. A lot of it's like it felt like they could swap batteries. A lot of the way these fights work, it seems like it's just made up as they go along. Yeah, like, there's one point where Hugh Jackman is like sees a robot. He's like, oh, he has a he has a hitch in his right arm. We can tell when he's that's about a to, weakness. What? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a they're, they're robots fighting. Yeah, but anyway. <clears throat> Zeus's energy reserves are low, so then Adam Adam comes swinging and just starts beating the fucking shit out of Zeus. Takmashido panics. He Takmashido freaks out. He takes he over. takes control, but to no avail. I mean, Zeus is just getting his ass kicked. Yeah, uh, uh, but he's saved by the bell, unfortunately. Right, just so, just barely saved by the bell. Zeus was going to go to deceit. I mean, Zeus was about to get knocked out. So close, but then the bell rings and it goes to decision. And by narrow narrow victory, it was like forty eight to forty seven. The and, judges give it to Zeus. Right, just barely. So Zeus wins. Zeus wins. Zeus wins the decision, but Adam won the fight. I mean, anyone watching right. would know Adam won that fight. It's the people's fighter or something. Max and Adam, they're the people's champion. The people's champion. And they give Max the mic, the little kid at the end. They say, they're calling you the people's champion. And Max says, sounds pretty good to me. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> Which was an underwhelming because this kid's Final. been pr- this kid's been pretty on the ball throughout the movie. He's saying like very cutting remarks to Hugh Jackman, and he's like dancing. He's like a showman, right. and he says witty stuff. And then in the last thing, when he has a microphone in front of the whole world, he just says, "Sounds good." Yeah, that sounds good. It was a little. It's okay. You're shy. I suppose, and he just came off a near victory against Zeus, the greatest. I mean, can you imagine how much adrenaline would be running through your veins if you had just almost beaten Zeus? So much. I mean, that combined with the you know quantities of Dr. Pepper this kid was consuming throughout a, the movie. This kid's a Dr. Pepper addict, not a huge hamburger guy. <laughs> he hates hamburgers. Loves Dr. Pepper. Hugh Jackman tries to give him several hamburgers throughout the film. <laughs> he hates them. He, all, he says, did you forget I hate hamburgers? <laughs> I told you I had. And then, hey, surprise. Look in the bag. It's a burrito. Just basically the same as a hamburger. To show that Hugh Jackman is growing as a father. There's a lot of weird stuff in this movie. Um, <laughs> this movie isn't good. I wouldn't say it's good, but it, I enjoyed watching it. It was so sincere. It, this was you just never see something this sincere nowadays. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was. It was. It was incredibly sincere. What it takes itself. It's not like ironic. It's not like. It's not like a. You know. It right. just is what it is. It's about robot boxing. There's several like impassioned monologues about robot boxing and the, the art of it. Yeah, it was. It was very. It felt like, uh, you know, a classic underdog story. 
of working your way up, going through the rungs of underground boxing up to the professional level, it felt pretty fast. Uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't win the money in the end. He doesn't win the money in the end. What he wins is his son's respect and his son's love. Which is really what it was all about. And he rekindles his relationship with his son, who he had abandoned for the past 13 years and then sold in the beginning of this movie. We see him sell this to the son in the beginning <laughs> of the film. By the end, they're good friends. They bond over robot boxing. Right. And also, Hugh Jackman gets to uh, sleep with Evangeline Lilly, it, it, it's implied. Which is a great which she, is a great thing. She's very pretty in this movie. Uh, what, do you, what do you think this got on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to guess it was people enjoyed it or, you know. Because this is a fine movie. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's over 60. Okay. Not over 70. Okay, between 60 and 70. I'm going to go with trying not to go over. I'll go 64. 64 is very close. The real answer is 60%. Damn, I went over. Yep. 60. 60 is the lowest it can be with still being fresh. Oh, is that true? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a good score for this movie. The, 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 this is what you <clears throat> what you want sometimes when you throw in a movie. This is exactly what you want. Yeah, this feels you, like very much what I want in 2011. You know exactly what's going to happen, but you could watch this with your your grandparents. You could watch this with little kids. You could watch this with your real parents. You could watch this with your friend Ian, or your estranged father who tried to sell you. <laughs> your uh, your ex your ex lover <laughs> who is also the daughter of your boxing coach uh, imagine you're vacationing through tuscany I, yeah you have a dvd of this movie i would night. bring this on the plane to tuscany i would <laughs> download this torrented watch real steel would you watch this again i'd watch it again someday if <laughs> like yeah this was fine it's like because it was so fun to like make fun not even make fun of it and like this is bad bad way i mean it's not a it's not, this isn't this isn't um schindler's list <laughs> it's not why would you say that? <laughs> but it's just funny. It's just a fun. It's robot. It's a. Their robots are boxing, and you can tell exactly what's going to happen right from the beginning. Pretty much everything for everything. Yeah. But yes. It, but it's fun when it does. I think that's the biggest criticism: is its formulaic, predictable nature. Like this, bo this boxing movie has been made a hundred times, but never with robots. Yeah, that was the. That was I guess the maybe twist. maybe Pacific Rim. I don't know. <clears throat> Interesting factoid about this movie. It was actually it was based on a short story called Steel, which was later adapted into an episode of um, The Twilight Zone. Oh no shit! Yeah, where it's about you know a uh, boxing robot kind of was he, kind of deal. Was Hugh Jackman in that? No, no, that was in 1963. Right, Hugh Jackman was just a little baby. I believe the same year Tom Cruise was born. <laughs> what else was so this movie came out in 2011? You said. Uh, yep, 2011, October. What, what, are, what are some other movies that were in the theater that, that it was up against? Uh, Hugo. Hugo. <clears throat> it lost to Hugo for Best Visual Effects at the Academy Awards. Never seen Hugo, but Martin Scorsese movie about little kids in a train station. Yeah, you didn't see Hugo? It was no. actually really good. And yeah, I think it deserved to win over Real Steel for Best Visual Effects. Oh, yeah. Uh, the visual effects in Real Steel aren't that, aren't that great. Though this movie did have really solid visual effects for 2011 it was like very good i'd say i suppose yeah i didn't see anything that was like so outrageously bad you know i liked when the robot danced yeah other th movies that came out in 2011 in time justin timberlake that was the same weekend oh i don't know the same weekend but it came out 
2011. I so wish Justin Timberlake to? was in more movies. Um, should we see October? October movies was Real Steel. It was going up against... Yeah, I think In Time actually was also an October movie. Not that They had like the clocks on their arms. That it, When the clocks ran out, they would die. It was going up against Puss in Boots. Ah, uh, with... The cat, the cat movie. The Human Centipede 2. Oh, that's pa- gross. Paranormal Activity 3. Ugh. Wrong Turn 4. I let, mean, let me tell you guys, back, if anyone is listening to this in 2011 and you're wondering what movie to take your family to, don't go to Human Centipede. Don't go to Paranormal Activity. Take the family, get the kids, get, you know, get your oldest friend and his wife. Go see Real Steel because it's a great family movie. Or watch Puss in Boots. It's also a great Puss family Boots movie. Puss in Boots is also a great one, but if Puss in Boots is sold out, Right, you can you can't go wrong with real steel. And there's always Johnny English for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing in this movie is going to embarrass you in front of your kids. Like there's no there's no there's no there's no swearing or sex scenes or anything like that. You, you will have to explain fathers selling their children. You'll have to explain that. Yeah, it's a conversation worth worth having. I mean, this movie actually did dominate the box office that when it, the the time it came out, but it made sense. It was really up against a bunch of trash that year. Um, what would you rate this movie? Hmm. What did I give? What did we just watch? Top Gun. And I gave that a three on the dot. Did we both give it threes? I think we both gave it three on the dot. This I got to do. This is honestly less memorable for me than real, than Top Gun. But maybe it was a better movie. I'm gonna. I, I I think I think I like this more than Top Gun. <laughs> and I like Top Gun a lot. I I would give it almost an equal score, but I'll. But that's lame. I'll give it the edge. I'll give it a three-one. But I didn't love this movie. I'll be honest. Real Steel. But it's it's easy to watch. It's super easy to watch, and I appreciate it for what it was. I'll go three-one-five. Three-one-five. So I think Superbad is still our top rainy movie. Oh, yeah, I think out of what we've seen. And I think what I've enjoyed the most, I mean, hard to compare because they're so different movies, but I, I had the most fun watching Saw, I think. True. Would you recommend someone watch this movie? It's on Netflix. Would you recommend someone go stream this right now? Uh, well, I went ten, literally 10 years since the movie came out. Without even ever considering that I would ever watch it, right? And I, th- I was doing fine, I, and I was doing fine in those ten years. <laughs> I didn't need to watch this. I yeah. think had I not watched this last night, I would be in the same place I am right now. I would be okay. <laughs> I would be okay. But I did watch it. I did watch it. It, ha- it was goofy. It was cheesy. It was, uh, you know, if you need something to watch, throw it on. If you, if there's nothing else, I don't. You don't. No one needs to watch this. Right. But it was fun, and I think. This would be a good movie to watch on a date. You know, it's very simple. There's no yeah. nothing can really go wrong. It's just a. Let's talk a bit about the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah, some good. Eminem song. had some songs. Royce to five nine, uh, had a song. You know, fast lane, to like collapse. Pedal to the metal. We were playing that song right in Pedal the beginning, to the metal. which is what opens the movie. Who sings that song? Oh, I have no. I never even heard that song. I think I don't know if I've heard it either sounds familiar but the, yeah the song to open the movie is just like this beautiful like lyrical, <laughs> lyrical acoustic song as like Hugh Jackman drives his truck down the interstate it's very much like this is American man like, okay oh okay what year is it 
the distant future, the not so distant future. This is don't forget about the flyover states, man. I mean, sometimes you want to land there and live a life. You don't always want to fly over them. Something funny. This movie's supposed to take place in 2020. Wow, so we passed it. We've already passed it. Honestly, though, if, I bet if it weren't for the 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 pen, that pandemic, I think we probably would have had robot boxing. I right think now. that I think that's what really derailed I derailed think, things. I think we are well on our way to having robot boxing in in carnivals around the country, but there <laughs> simply are no carnivals anymore. Come on, wow, that's so interesting. All right, um, we're at, we're we're been going for forty seven minutes. Should we? You want to hop oh, into sure. our top threes? Go for forty seven minutes. Yeah. Seems or bad. You, it seems bad. No, I feel like it was. This was a better explanation of the plot than we've done in the past. I think this was more digestible um, to the best of our ability. So, Guys, give us a break, please. You know, please, please. We're doing our best. I'll mention briefly before we get into our top threes that the budget of this movie was 110 million, and it grossed 300 million. So, what is that? A th- percent returns. Solid. You know what time it is, Ian? No, no. We have first. Let's talk about the moral of this movie. Oh, uh, okay. So we want to. We, we we decided we want to b- b- figure out what the moral of each movie is because that's why that's why I watch movies. Right. <laughs> and this the moral of this one is to fight for those who you love. It's it's explicitly said by the by Max um, as he's being taken away by his aunt and uncle who just got back from Tuscany and it was a lovely trip. He's like, what? Hugh Jackman says something to the effect of. What what do you want from me? What do you what do you what can I do? I want you to fight for me. That's all I've ever wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. And then he realizes he, damn. he he's been focusing on robot fighting, but he hasn't been fighting for those for those he robot. loves. So what are your top three robots? <laughs> top three robots. All right. Top three robots. I'm gonna start it I'm gonna start it with number three. Jarvis from Jarvis. Iron Man. Does that also count as the vision? I will not count it as the vision, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I will not be counted as the vision, actually. No. Simply because of my ignorance of the pl- plots of Marvel movies after the first Avengers. Yeah, um, so in the second Avengers, Jarvis gets infused with um, the magic of Thor's vision for humanity right. and becomes the vision. I remember that. But Jarvis is a good, is a good robot. But Jarvis, I, you know what? Here's why I like Jarvis he doesn't talk. He does. He's that's all, right. that's all he does. He's in the head. But in the beginning, in Iron Man One, he's just like this. He he is in the helmet, but he also is just like this robot that sprays him with like uh, a fire extinguisher and stuff. And it's just sort of like a helper, and is able to kind of emote with just like this arm. And I don't know. It felt like a more realistic AI and robot that was like perfect for Tony. But he eventually becomes even like one of the most powerful superheroes we have right i mean he's killed by thanos i don't i don't i don't know if i'm gonna take it that far but i you think just want, you just like the you know og jarvis i like the og jarvis iron man one iron man one great movie i like the jarvis in that movie he's a good jarvis i i also like the spider-man's version of jarvis when it's like a it's like a scottish woman right in the in why the, does spider-man have a jarvis though that's weird kind of made it kind of made no sense but that's because tony stark made his outfit for him it's a good pick. Can't go on with Jarvis. Yeah. My number three is the robot from iRobot. I don't know its name, but it's the iRobot robot. I did not see iRobot. The, the iRobot robot is interesting looking. It's like a metal, metally, but it's like the face, and it's like it's like a hologram face on it. Look it up. Look it up. I'm going to Google this right now. 
iRobot is based is Will Smith movie. We all love Will Smith, but this is based on an Isaac Asimov story. Oh, you know what? I actually did see this movie like a very long time ago, but yes, I hardly very, remember. Very it. old movie. But yeah, that's um, a creepy. That's a creepy looking robot, man. Tom Brady's baby mama Bridget Moynihan is in the movie. Um, Who? Tom Brady's baby mama Bridget Moynihan. Tom Brady's baby mama. Wow. But, but this, I, I don't even, I just remember this robot was very profound. And it was like a very, it had a, was like a thinking man's robot. <laughs> oh, okay. This robot is like, the. it's like there have been robots for a long time. And, you know, there's some shadowy companies controlling them in this world. But then this w- one robot, like, starts to show signs that he might be more intelligent than we've come to realize. Like, he has a dream. This oh. robot, which, is, which really shocks everyone because robots don't usually dream. But he has a dream. Then he draws the dream. And the way he draws is just like... He takes a pen in his hand. He just like goes like super fast, and he can just like draw like an immaculate, pin, like photorealistic picture of his dream. Oh, that sounds cool. And also, there's one scene where he says they're talking about if robots have souls, and he says, "Do you know that if you put a bunch of robots in a dark room without any light, they'll all stand close to each other? And there's no reason for them to do that because they don't they don't they don't need warmth. They don't res- even respond to light. Robots have ultralight sensors; they don't even need light." So why do they stand close to each other in a dark room? Why? It's because they have souls, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> they do, they want to be together. No. It can't be explained. I was looking for a more, for a better. There is no there is there is no um, scientific reason why they would do that other than that they they, they have souls. They need each other, as we all do. As we all do. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. I mean, that'll bring me to my number two, in terms of robots with soul. The robot from Soul? Nope. Is there a robot in Soul? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Soul either. Um, but I'm going to do Terminator. Ah, uh, that was my number one. Ooh, okay. It's okay, it's okay. Terminator. I could pick a different one. No, no, I have go, go right ahead, go right ahead. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being uh, Terminator. I recently rewatched Terminator. So you're talking about the first Terminator? The first one. When he's a bad guy. Yeah, that one's better. Well, actually, Terminator the sec- 2 is very good. T- Terminator 2 is also really good. But in the second one, he's a good guy. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting twist. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is like <laughs> scary in that, like, you're like, yeah, I would not want to fight this crazy robot man. That's the best Arnold Schwarz- Schwarzenegger, I think, because he just, all, all he does is just have to look look cool. Oh, it'll be back. Yeah, it was perfect for the role. Um, really, genuinely terrifying to be hunted down by that guy, being Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor, the mother of John Connor. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Great robot. Can't argue with that. Can't complain. My number two. Basically, the Cylons were created by man. Mm-hmm. They they evolved. They rebelled. Mm-hmm. They were built to make life easier on the 13 colonies, mm-hmm. but they ended up destroying the 13 colonies, Damn. sending humanity into space on the run. What's left of humanity is on the run. Right. Led, of course, by the, by the incomparable Battlestar Galactica. Right. We're going back to Battlestar Galactica. Right back to Battlestar Galactica. We have... My my so the way the Cylons work, mm-hmm. there's thir- later on it's revealed that there are more there are more types of Cylons, but in the in the beginning there are, there's only thirteen uh, models of Cylons, or I have, I might have that wrong. I, th- I believe there might be there might be seven models in the beginning, seven models. So I'll believe whatever you say. So basically, the way the Cylons work, and the Cylons are the robot creatures that that um, destroyed all of humanity on the show. But it's like there's seven models, so there's like millions of Cylons, but it's like a number one model, and it's like the same um, actor, you know, will play all the number ones, and all the number ones have different personalities and stuff. Right. 
you, you get what I'm saying? Vaguely, it feels like I, it's a show I need to kind of watch to understand the world. So, before, Ian's going to start this for our next episode. He's going to report back to you guys. He's going to watch the first episode of Better Still Your Life. Is this on any streaming Of platform? course. What? All right, I have the DVDs. Oh, okay. <laughs> the box set. But my my number two is number six. My number two is number six from ba- from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, they have numbers. Played by Trisha Helfer. So there there are many number sixes, but the main number six is sort of the um, she's sort of the Delilah of the universe. She tricks Doctor Gaius Baltar into giving her the codes, the, the nuclear codes that allows the Cylons to breach um, the colonial defenses and destroy humanity. So she's a siren. She is so seductive. She, this is the sexiest robot I think that's ever been on screen. She's so beautiful. Look, are you looking? I'm, I'm looking at Cylons. They don't look very sexy. Look up Cylon number six. Cylon number six. Oh, it fills in automatically. Very sexy. Oh. Very sexy Cylon. This is hardly a robot. Yeah, these are these robots are pretty evolved. This is a very beautiful robot. Okay, I got you. But was be- I won't spoil it. But later on in the series, the the the, the number six is actually proved to be the one of the, one of the good guys. One of the good guys. Oh, okay. Great show. That's you like to hear that. You do like to hear. It. All right, number uh, <laughs> my number one. Yeah, I'm up to number one. This was a tough one. This was a tough one. I was. I wrestled with this one. I did wrestle with this one because it's between two people from the same movie, two robots that I, I had trouble choosing. It's gonna be Star Wars. It is always. I'm gonna settle with R2D2. I was between C3PO and R2D2. Um, I think R2D2 gets the slight edge. R2D2 is more capable. He's more capable. He's less panicky. And he's able to say nothing besides some beeps and bobs and emotes. Some... He says nothing, but he says everything. Yeah, and he's always he's also there from the beginning. He flies. He flies a plane. He's a great co-pilot. He can fly. To he Anakin, has a jetpack in his bottom. To Obi Wan. To Luke. To Ray. To, to everyone. He's to always Finn, there. To Poe. He's just a. He's one of those android robots, droids that are just like um, just. Soup built right, you know, super reliable. Save us, Obi Wan Kenobi. He has a hologram in the beginning. He's also saved the day a couple of times. He can just like every hack, time, every time, hack doors and stuff, you like need, opens things. Uh, yeah, and when he has the hologram. I don't ever want to. I don't want to ever hear someone say to me, or if I ever have a son and he comes home and he says, "My favorite robot is BB-8." I'm gonna smack that kid across the face. I would, I, and no one would blame you. I, I, I <laughs> if I had a kid and he said his favorite, his favorite, he even mentioned BB-8 in in my house. BB-8, a fine robot, but uh, he'd, he'd be sleeping in the garage. I'll tell you that. My biggest problem with BB-8 is just simply that he took so much R2 time away from us in these movies. Yeah, which is bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. Also, a BB-8, I believe, is voiced by uh, Ben Schwartz. Really? <laughs> Fun fact. Does he only say like BB? Um, yeah, I don't, uh, let's see, BB-8, Ben Schwartz, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's true. My number one was going to be the Terminator, but I'm going to switch it up, and since you gave a cute robot, R2-D2, I'm going to give another cute robot, uh, by the name of Wally. Wally, I was going to choose Wally if I didn't choose Terminator. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good, he's a good robot. I watched it, I saw it when it came out when I was a little kid, watched it recently again with my nieces, uh, and what I realized, it, Wally is just so horny <laughs> for that for that iPod robot. Right. 
he just wants her so bad. Her name is Eve, I think. Yeah, Eve. And he's just getting cock-blocked completely by this, you know, sometimes he's, sometimes it's like a fireball or sometimes it's like a spaceship, whatever. He just, he just can't get with her. But he has a heart of gold, Wally. He is, he's a nice guy. He's a sympathetic robot. He he's he elicits a lot of emotion through those ocular. His eyes are like glass. It's like really the best part of that well movie done. is like the first hour when it's basically just Wally and this other robot. It's like a silent film almost because there's no talking. That's the best part. Yeah, but with like as with a lot of Pixar movies, they make it like a crazy like silly action thing at the end, like up. Yeah, same thing. It has soul. A Wally has soul in Wally's his eyes. Wally's in, in soul? No, you could see his the soul in his eyes. Do you think Wally appears in soul? I think maybe as an Easter egg. Yeah, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe in an Easter egg. Catches out of an Easter egg. Yeah, maybe maybe so. But I don't I don't think Wally's going to be in anything else. What if they made Wally 2? It would be I, called Wall... Wally and Eve. Wally and Eve. I would watch that. What's What happens at the end of Wally, though? Don't all the humans die? No, I think they lose weight. Oh, they they decide that they should be healthy. That movie wouldn't fly nowadays because it's not very body positive. Yeah, it's saying fat is bad. But we didn't know better back then. We thought fat was be, we thought being morbidly obese was bad for you back then. <laughs> we didn't know better. We didn't realize how how um, empowering it is. <laughs> we didn't realize just how fierce you can be when you, when you carry that extra weight. See, Lizzo hasn't hadn't even <laughs> dropped her first album yet. You have to understand. Yeah, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I don't even think Adele, like, even sang Rolling in the Deep yet. Yeah, <laughs> we maybe had, like, Chasing Pavements, but we hadn't even heard some someone like you. Yeah, we had we didn't even I forget about know. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Mo- Melissa McCarthy was just the, the, a bit character in Gilmore Girls at this time. Yeah. It's okay. Society moves forward. Yep. And... Forward into the future of Wally. I'm excited for it. So as we said, for our next top three, as we said, the moral of this movie is to is to is to fight for those who you love. Right. So our top three naturally is top three ways to fight for those who you love. Right. Or t- no, it's top three ways to show those who you love that you are fighting, ready to fight for them. Right. So my number three way to show that those who you love that to show those who you love that you're willing to fight for them is to put some respect on on their name. <laughs> just right off the bat put some respect on that name just put some respect on their name i mean that's the most basic thing you can do but it's also the most important because if you really love someone whether it be your son whether it be your your so your significant other right. you always want to put some respect on their name you don't want to you, you don't want to be slipping you don't want to you don't want to be behind their back saying you know talking about your wife behind your their behind your back that's a bad look that's a bad look you want to you want to put some respect on her name put some respect on that name put some respect whether it be your son you don't want to badmouth your son you put yeah. some respect on your son's name put some respect on that name i like that i like that my number one my, or my number three i guess um in terms of the your a top way to uh show those you love you're fighting for them don't sell them for a hundred grand <laughs> <laughs> don't please you know <laughs> some people sometimes you lose sight of things and you have debts and you have money and it becomes more important than those you love and you end up selling your son for a hundred grand Hugh Jackman sells his son in this movie for a hundred grand I think on multiple occasions actually he sells him <laughs> and <laughs> there's there's negotiate there's bids there's bidding it's it's a it's a way to show that you're not fighting for them if you're willing to sell if you're willing you know put a monetary value on them like that there's one point where the son is very mad and hugh jackman says you know what's your problem and the son says you tried to sell me 
And it's like, you can't argue that, you know, you don't want to sell those who you love because it shows that you're not fighting for them. Exactly. You're not willing to fight for them. What's your number two? My number two is physical touch. Physical oh, touch. Physical touch. And I mean, that can be, you know, in a romantic setting if it's a romantic partner, but it can also be giving your buddy a pat on the shoulder, say, hey, good job today. Good job recording the pod. Or yeah. it could be, you know. <laughs> you did good in there. See see an old friend on the street, give him a fist bump. Yeah. Put on a fist bump. Especially in, in today's, you know, climate, uh, people touching, it's just a recipe for transmitting diseases. And we, so we, if you, sh- so if you show, if you touch someone physically, it shows I'm willing to fight for you. I'm willing to fight this virus. If I get a virus from this interaction, I'm willing to fight the virus right. for you. I'm willing to fight for you. The world's been robbed of the, of, of the touch of smiles and physical touch, right. which brings me to my, my number two drive 1200 miles for that kiss. You know, I, th- I think, I think as a metaphor, go the extra mile. Go the extra 12,000 miles. 1,200 miles from... For a kiss. For that kiss. It was worth it. It was worth it. Was it. Worth it. Hugh Jackson says it. it's worth it. He says that twice. And therefore, you know, he he, show, he showed in that moment he's willing to fight for that... For that for Bailey. For Bailey. Hugh Jackman drives from Alabama to Tuscaloosa just to get a little smooch <laughs> from Bailey. And it was worth it. It was worth it. It always is. And he was fighting it's for it. It's always worth it when you fight for those you love. My number one top way to show those you love that you're willing to fight for them is if you're going to the deli, ask if they need anything while you're there. <laughs> ask your number one. Ask if, they, if, ask if you need them. To, if they need anything picked up at the deli. Because there's nothing worse than the feeling when, like, you know, you're already in your pajamas, you know, you don't really feel like going out and you realize, fuck, I'm out of milk, I'm out of whatever, I, I gotta go out to the deli. Heading out to the deli. Yeah, you have to bundle back up. You either have to go out in your pajamas or you have to put like some sweatpants, you know, it's, it's right. you don't feel your freshest. You, you didn't want to go back out to the deli. Right. So a, a good way to help your, your loved ones avoid that is whenever you're going out to the deli at any time, any time of day, just say, hey, honey. I'm going out to the deli. Do you need anything at the deli? I'm happy to pick you up something. You, you need some, what do you want? Some Milano cookies? You want some, some orange juice? You want a Philly cheesesteak? I'll get you a Philly, I'll get you a chopped cheese if that's what you want, babe. Because yeah. I'm, I'm willing to fight for you. I'm willing to fight for you. Maybe a few Dr. Peppers. Like this kid who's addicted to Dr. Peppers. Yeah. yeah. He's, just be willing to fight for them. Be willing to say, I'm going to the deli. Do you need anything? I'm Simple gonna, as that, guys. Simple as that. I'm going to fight for I'm going to, I'm going to fight for that love. I'm going to pick you up something from the deli. I like that. I'm going to give you that good loving. I'm going to give you a chopped cheese. I really like that. I think we've all said some really good ones. But I think I think the number one way to show someone that you're fighting for them, you know, above all else, win a boxing championship with them. You know, That's true. Hugh Jackman tries to sell his son. He lets his son fall off a cliff. He doesn't bathe his son for months. But it's always forgiven when they win that boxing championship. If you win, if you if you bring the person you love with you to go win a boxing championship, nothing's a greater show of that you're fighting for their love. Adrian, right? Adrian. I mean, just look at Rocky. Look at uh, Creed. Look, look at uh, Rachel McAdams and Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. Exactly. Actually, uh, Rachel McAdams gets killed in that movie. Oh, Spoiler alert. I did not see Southpaw. Forget I said that because that's actually going to be coming up. Soon. <laughs> That's gonna be coming. Buckle, buckle up. We're gonna be watching Southpaw. Southpaw. You have to watch um, watch it on YouTube. Actually, even you know Eminem in Eight Mile win a Eminem. win a rapping. Southpaw it was actually supposed to be played by Eminem originally. I would have been. Would he? I would like to see that because it's kind of based on Eminem's life. If, but if Eminem were a boxer, would he get ripped for that role? He already is, bro. Oh wow! I didn't know that. You didn't know. 
look into it. Eminem <laughs> is ripped. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Eminem looks great nowadays. He was training with uh, 50 Cent. With Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> with Lizzo. The Lizzo school of uh, Lizzo exercise and L- diet. Lizzo might not look like it, but she actually is in great cardiovascular shape. She, yeah. she, she's just, she's just, some people are just built like that, but she's in great shape. You need hefty lungs to play the flute. I'll tell you that. Some people carry their weight differently, but she, she's in amazing physical condition. One of the biggest lung capacities I've ever seen on a, on a woman. She can just belt out tunes and do kickboxing for like 45 minutes straight. <laughs> wow. So what was your number one win a boxing tournament? You know, win a championship. That seems to uh, cure all evils once you win a, win a boxing fight. I mean, if there's any, yeah. Except in Raging Bull. Oh, okay. He's, his life sort of falls apart. Well, you know what? Listen, that's the exception to the rule. That's okay. part of showing someone you love them is sometimes you're willing to ruin your life and derail it entirely just to win a boxing championship with them. I'm willing to fight for you. That's Are you willing to fight for me? That's that's what you, that's what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to uh yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm willing I'm to fight in general. To take st- I, I was hoping that I not- collapse. I was hoping we'd get more Eminem. I think there's only a couple sounds. You're right. I was actually hoping for more of it too. I liked when he, I like the sound where it's like pedal to the metal, <laughs> pedal, pedal to, to the, the metal. metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a this movie has a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, one of the hero we're watching next week. Yeah, let's. What are we watching next week? I'm. I, I've been curious. Drum roll. It's way past time we check out Hulu. Yeah, what's on Hulu this week? Hulu is a great service. They got a lot of TV, but they also got a lot of movies. Yep. And we're going to be taking it back to a 2004 rom-com. Back to the basics, man. Back to the basics. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Amnesia. I'm talking oh my 50, God, 50 First, first dates. dates. Wow, I've seen that movie. I saw it when I was probably like seven. I, From my recollection, it's pretty good, I think. It's like, how do you... Imagine having to make the person you love fall in love with you every single day. Because, cause, listen, what? I mean, we'll, we'll probably get into the moral once we watch it and stuff, but I can so, already tell you, it, whether or not your loved one has amnesia, you got to do that anyway. you got to make your loved one fall in love with you every day. Right. And, guys, you just have to do that. If, if, you, if, you ever, if, you're, if, if, if ever a day goes by where you're not making your SO, your SO fall in love with you all over again, it was a wasted day. You and did, you're not you, fighting for them. You didn't show them that you were willing to fight for them, and you honestly were taking being alive for granted. Oh, yeah. And I believe Fifty First States is based on a true story. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited. I think very loosely based on a true story, but I think like the same, the same form of amnesia. Probably the penguin isn't part of it. Every time you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the little penguin. If I were to guess, uh, the penguins were probably, you know, modern Hollywood theatrics. Uh, if anyone wants to check this out, it's on Hulu. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. Um, email, email us at uh, Sweet Streams Podcast for my username and password, uh, <laughs> so you can go check out Hulu. We're gonna have fun, guys. We're gonna talk about Fifty First Dates, and uh, as always, Sweet Streams. Sweet Streams, everybody. Pedal to the metal.